Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50 plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Now, I get a lot of questions about helping kids deal with anger and aggression for parents of kids of all ages. I knew it was beyond time to dig more deeply into this subject. But before I do, I want to introduce Ashley. Hi. Ashley is a graphic designer by training, and that's what she started out doing for Your Village when I was first getting started. And she's a very talented one at that. But she's grown to be so much more. Ashley does all the presentations for the classes, so if you've taken any of the classes, you've seen her beautiful work. I create the class outlines and give them to her, and she takes those and creates the really nice visual presentations that I then use to make the videos. She and I also split editing duties on the presentations. She does most of the editing for the podcast. She also creates web pages and actually designed and created the really nice new homepage we put up several months ago. So you can go check out her work on the website at yourvillageonline.com. You can check out the homepage, watch some sample videos to see what I'm talking about. Oh, and also Ashley got married this summer to her college boyfriend, Daniel. So Ashley, tell me what your favorite part is about working with your village. Uh, Well, thank you. I really appreciate you saying those nice things. I've really enjoyed helping build and grow this company through its content, branding, and advertising. And although, yeah, I've used skills that I've learned through school and other work experiences, but I've also gotten so much more experience with things that I never saw myself taking on, such as designing the website and editing podcasts and classes. I'm really grateful for you taking a chance on me and for allowing me to take on a lot of new responsibilities and learn so many new things. Is there anything you don't like? And it's okay, you can be honest. Honestly, no, there's nothing that I dislike about working for your village. So Ashley and I have actually gotten to know each other really well over the past, I wanted to say three and a half years, but Ashley actually reminded me it's been four and a half years. So um, she's seen me from the very beginning struggle with technical issues when we were trying to figure out how to get the website to work together the way I wanted and through many other growing pains. And she's stuck by me through it all. And I'm so very grateful for her and look forward to getting the company to a point where she has a lot more room to grow professionally and personally. So thank you for everything that you do. Of course. Thank you. For next week... I thought it would be fun to introduce my kids because they are, after all, the inspiration for me doing this. When I first became a parent, I knew I wanted to do things differently than the way I was raised. I wanted to have close, trusting, and supportive relationships from my kids. And I wanted my kids to leave home feeling confident and prepared for life and ready to take advantage of every opportunity that they would have. 
and I knew I wanted to share this with as many families as possible who have those same goals for their families. Now, you hear stories about my kids all the time, so I thought it would be fun to get to know my crazy clan a little bit. So next week, you will meet my three inspirations for starting your village and this podcast. But now let's talk about anger and aggression in children. Everyone gets angry. Anger is a natural emotion, so everyone needs to learn how to deal with anger. But some people, adults and children alike, struggle more with anger than others. Just like with everything in child development, some children, for varying reasons, take longer and need more guidance to learn how to control their anger and react in more appropriate ways. Sometimes there are stressors or other things in the environment that can fuel or increase the likelihood of anger outbursts. So I'm going to cover some great background information and give some tips on helping kids learn to recognize and then work through their anger. What is the difference between anger and aggression? Anger is the emotion, the feeling we have when we don't like what's happening around us, to us, or to others. It is considered a primary natural emotion that evolved as a way of surviving and protecting the self from what we consider a wrongdoing or unjust. Sometimes anger is valid, and sometimes it is misplaced. So recognizing the difference is a skill in and of itself. If someone calls us a name or hurts us in another way or hurts someone we care about, it is valid. But sometimes we'll be mad about any number of things, like a traffic ticket or getting yelled at by our boss, which is never okay way for a boss to handle anger, by the way. But this is just an example of an adult who never learned to handle their anger appropriately, and it does happen. I'm sure some of you out there know this and have dealt with it. But then we come home and act crappy to our kids or to our partner. That's misplaced anger. But regardless, anger is the emotion or the feeling we have when we feel threatened in some manner. Aggression is the action. It can be verbal or physical. The yelling, screaming, calling names, belittling, hitting, throwing things, kicking something or someone. These are all acts of aggression. The anger is natural and acceptable. Aggression is not. Learning how to accept anger and then process it in a way that does not involve acts of aggression is an important skill in life that some people like bosses who yell never learned how to do. There are some things that can affect the ease or difficulty that children have with processing anger, like I mentioned earlier, and here are just a few. A child's personality traits can lead to more difficulty with anger. These can contribute to their ability to take things in stride or get easily frustrated or angered. Children who are highly active may push their physical boundaries more often, getting hurt more often and also getting frustrated or angry if they cannot accomplish something they're trying to do. Children who are high in feelings awareness tend to act on feelings rather than thinking things through. Children who are less adaptable don't deal with change very easily and get easily frustrated and upset when things change or don't go their way. So if your child has one, two, or all three of these characteristics, you might see how they could not only experience strong emotions like anger more often than most, but also struggle more with dealing with it. Also, lack of coping skills can lead to struggling with anger. Toddlers don't yet have much at all, if anything, in the way of coping skills. Their brain is still developing the ability to verbalize and share emotions at all, let alone appropriately. Coping skills are built starting in toddlerhood, but they come on board more and more throughout childhood. Even us adults continue to work on our coping skills if we are self-aware enough to recognize we need them when we are struggling too.
But a child in elementary school who is constantly melting down and getting angry when things don't go their way, be it about a grade on a test, a sports performance, or getting to stay up later, is a child who is most likely struggling with coping skills and could use some guidance in this area. Also, children who can't analyze problems rather than looking at the problem and saying, how did I contribute to this? And therefore, what can I do next time to solve it? Tend to just go right to anger, lash out at anyone and everyone who happens to be in their way. They also tend to blame others for their struggles. Again, not taking responsibility, just blaming everyone else for their problems. Another thing that can affect this is stressors at home or at school. If the home environment is very stressful, parents are struggling in their marriage, or there are other stressors like a family member's health, then this stress can trickle down and affect kids. More stress means it's easier for the pot to boil over for both parents and kids. They feel our tension and will react accordingly. If things aren't going well at school with peers, this can increase feelings and displays of anger. When it comes to the way we are built, our temperament, while we can't change the underlying personality or temperament, we can work with our child to recognize, address, and give them tools to work within their temperament, to use the positive of their trait, and each trait has a positive side too, while recognizing and giving guidance and tools for addressing the pieces that can be seen as more of a detriment in certain situations. Now, in order to have time to cover some of the more general areas of working with kids on anger and aggression, I don't have time to go into this whole temperament piece. It would take the whole entire podcast just to do that. But the class on temperament on the website covers all of these in depth in addition to six other traits of temperament. So it's online at yourvillageonline.com under the health and development section. If you notice that your child is struggling with temperament traits that may be leading to more anger or you're just curious about temperament in general. Now, as we are all aware, children develop through relatively set stages in several areas, and one of these areas is social-emotional development. Social-emotional development affects how children deal with tough emotions, approach problem-solving, and conflict resolution. Some children develop some of these skills earlier and others later, but there are basic timeframes like every development, such as talking. Talking is a big piece to social-emotional development because once a child can talk, they can verbalize feelings, frustrations, and as their communication grows more sophisticated, they can work on resolving a conflict with a friend, a sibling, a parent, etc. through their verbal communication. So a later talker may struggle a bit with the social-emotional piece and may become more frustrated more easily if their friend is able to fully articulate their needs and they are struggling to find words, and this can very likely lead to more frustration and therefore more anger. So you can see how these fit together. If there are issues that are fueling the anger, such as those I mentioned earlier, those need to be addressed in order to get things on a more even playing field. Things like coping skills, self-esteem, and stress in the household or struggles at school. In addition to working with your child through a display of anger and coaching. So if there is stress at home, work on an action plan to reduce and minimize whatever is causing that stress. And while this will not fix itself overnight, it takes time. Many times just having an action plan is enough to relieve some of the stress. Lack of self-esteem frequently affects a child's ability to deal with anger. Frustration often runs high and so anger outbursts are more common. Of course, you can see the two classes on helping kids with self-esteem on the website under the health and development section if this is an area you feel like your child needs some work on. So let's get to the anger itself. There are four stages to anger. 
and things you can do in each of these stages. Now here are two to three tips for helping your child during each of these stages. The first stage is the build-up stage. Besides the obvious initial connection of the feeling of anger, of some wrongdoing, in some instances, and especially in instances with those children who really struggle with anger, it also carries with it unresolved hurts and anger from the past. So coupled up with poor problem solving and regular stressors of day-to-day life and development of the child's age and stage, so while one child may take a disappointment of less than a perfect test grade, or not scoring a goal or not getting the part in the school play in stride, another may go off about their teammates or their teacher or how it just wasn't fair and blame everything and everyone else he or she can possibly think of rather than taking what responsibility belongs to him or herself. All this happens inside the mind before a single word is said. You'll just see it in the face. When you look, you can see it, you can recognize it. There's a buildup going on in there and all these thoughts are clicking around inside their head. Now, parents can influence the intensity of their child's anger in this stage in several ways. First and easiest is avoiding situations and circumstances that are known to cause issues. Now, I'm not talking about bailing your kid out or rescuing them from life's unpleasantries. They need practice with necessary life situations that may cause discomfort, frustration, and upset. But I am talking about things like not keeping the kids out too late at a party if you know the next day will just be miserable for everyone and every little thing will irritate, frustrate, and even anger your child, like simply asking them to brush their teeth because they didn't get enough sleep and that will be irritating to them. Keep your child's developmental level in mind. This means we don't want to give a child responsibilities he or she is not ready to handle, setting them up for frustration, upset, and failure. Again, I'm not talking about rescuing your child from all of life's unpleasantries, trials and tribulations and responsibilities, but expecting a five-year-old to clean his or her room entirely, folding and putting all the clothes away, books and toys in their proper place is a lot to ask of almost every five-year-old. Your toddler will most likely need guidance and some assistance in putting toys away before dinner. Your eight-year-old will probably need some help with a new chore the first couple of times and perhaps some continued constructive guidance for a little while after that. Your grade schooler may need some assistance, especially in the earlier grades, remembering to pack their school bag properly with homework, lunch, and water bottle, and especially special projects. When a special project is due, they're gonna need a reminder to get that to school most likely. So you wanna make sure you're keeping your expectations of your child developmentally appropriate for their age, their stage, and their own personality and what they've been taught and guided in so far. When we come back from the break, after a word from our sponsor, I'll talk about the other three stages of anger and some ways to help kids during those stages to find their calm and also learn skills that they can use going forward when working to find appropriate ways of expressing anger. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights, or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. 
I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look, and some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads, love where you live. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Now that we're back after the break, I'm going to get into the rest of the three stages of anger and how to help your kids through those. The second step of anger is the ignition. This is the thought or action that sets off the upcoming outburst. It could be something big or tiny. If the child has let things build up in their mind, like I mentioned before, let things unresolved or refuse to accept an apology or take responsibility for their part, then the tiniest thing could be all it takes to set the child off next time. The smallest slight, even a mistaken one, bumping into them walking around a corner. I'm sure we've all run into adults like this. And actually one time I saw two cars on a suburban street, this was in Burbank, one got mad and flew around the other car, flipped him off. Well, the other guy got out of his BMW wearing his expensive and well-pressed suit and tie and went up to the other guy in the car that went around him and flipped him off and tried to pull him out of the car window. Now, these guys were both idiots. And that's certainly very immature behavior on both their parts. They were acting more like toddlers, both of them. And I'm really hoping they both learned a lesson, but I'm thinking the first guy who initiated the interaction probably learned a lesson. I have a feeling... He was pretty freaked out by that. So when your child hits this ignition stage and they go off, first and foremost, you wanna stay calm. If you respond to anger with anger or intensity with intensity, it just cranks everything up a notch or several notches. Make yourself the example of the calm during times of stress and upset. This also helps you to help your child calm down because you think more clearly and lead him or her out of the anger when you're calm. Label the feeling, 
This is a very important step. It can really help your child connect to their feeling and start to bring them back to a place of logic before they get too stuck in their limbic brain. Now, if you have a toddler and the toddler is having an all out tantrum and this is their expression of anger, they get really stuck in their limbic brains, toddlers do. So labeling the feeling, you can label it, probably not gonna pull them back, but it's good to label it. it, it will start to get in there after a little while but expect that that's gonna take some time. So you especially wanna do that with your toddler who's stuck in that tantrum stage. There's being angry and expressing anger and then there's that full on tantrum where they're just not being logical at all. So you may wanna wait till they start to calm down a little bit. Then you wanna listen. When someone is angry, trying to talk them down or calm them down is usually very unhelpful. And there's a reason they're angry and are about to blow. And until they get at least a little bit of release, it'll be almost impossible to stop that pressure pot from blowing the lid. So the release valve here is listening. Listen to the struggle, the gripe. Once your child feels heard, then he or she will be in a much better place to hear your input and you are much more likely to minimize or even eliminate the next step of the anger process by allowing the pressure release before they hit the full blow up. Now the third stage of anger is the explosion. This is the stage that is remembered the most. It's where the act of aggression takes place if there is one, the yelling, the screaming, the throwing, the insults, the crying, the physical violence, or the guy who flips someone off as he peels around him, or the other guy who goes up to that car and attempts to throttle the other guy who flipped him off in the first place. It doesn't have to include, the explosion doesn't have to include an act of aggression. And if we're reacting more appropriately, it won't. The anger will still have an explosion. It'll be much shorter, much smaller, much less big and crazy, and will not include an act of aggression. But when there is, this is the part that is big, loud, scary, and sometimes hurtful. Sometimes the explosion is passive, like just conveniently forgetting to do something that was asked of them, the passive aggressive behaviors, breaking something when someone isn't looking or stealing something from the person they're upset with, that kind of thing. Arguments commonly erupt during this stage when another takes the bait and then engages. Like the two guys I was talking about. Now, for some of the things you can do to help your child work through this stage, and some of these are repeats of what you can do in stage two that I just went over, so I'm not gonna go into details on that, but things like stay calm and label the feeling and listen. In addition to that, you can state the rules of discipline. Now, only do this if it doesn't increase the reaction. This would be something like reminding your child that attitude and or yelling at someone is disrespectful and you will need to keep them home from the party if they continue being disrespectful or whatever type of discipline or rule you have set in place for that type of behavior. Maintain respect. Anger is normal, disrespect is not, and it is unnecessary. We teach our children to be respectful to us even when they are angry, so we need to lead this by example. Now, even if your child is acting disrespectful, you wanna keep calm and be respectful yourself to set the tone and the example that even when someone's disrespectful to us, we maintain respect at all times. Now, you can always go back to the previous tip, which is state the rules of discipline and give a consequence if they don't immediately stop the disrespectful behavior. Then you can label the feelings. I can see that you're very angry, but it's unacceptable to yell at me like that and I don't appreciate it. And then you can go into a consequence if you feel like that is the best next step in working with their anger and getting them to pull back and react appropriately. 
Now, in the aftermath, and this is the most important stage, this is when two people, like parent and child, can assess, confront, and work through the issue. This is where and when parents can walk through the incident and teach and coach better ways of behaving and reacting and putting things in perspective, problem solving, coping, and all kinds of other life skills and lessons. This is all taught here after they've calmed down, when they're ready to start hearing and listening and talking more about what happened. You want to let the natural consequence do their thing. If your child broke their toy because they threw it, don't replace it. This is rescuing. It teaches kids their actions have no consequences and it leads to all kinds of bigger issues down the road. Kids need their consequences so they can learn how life works. If a friend is mad and doesn't want to play for a few days, that's a natural consequence. You can teach your child how to make proper amends and that's a really good lesson. But just expecting that that friend is going to want to come back and play or trying to get your child to keep going over and bugging the friends before he's ready to come back and play isn't really going to help. You want to use the teachable moment. So once things have resolved and everyone is calm, this is the perfect time to do a postmortem to go over the way things played out with everyone involved. You can coach, guide, and discuss. Who jumped to conclusions? What happens when we jump to conclusions? What could you do next time to check in rather than making assumptions? If we find ourselves getting too upset, what can we do to calm ourselves down? Now, these are all some really important steps for getting the ball rolling and working with kids to learn to recognize and address their anger appropriately. There are several more steps in each of these four stages for helping kids become more emotionally competent, along with helping kids develop good conflict resolution skills, what you can expect in social emotional development by age from toddlerhood all the way through adolescence so you can focus on where your child is developmentally and several more things that can increase the frequency and intensity of outbursts and how to address each of those areas. And then also what to do if you're working on all of this diligently and are seeing no improvement in the anger outbursts. And you can find all of this information in our brand new class, Helping Your Child with Anger, on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the Health and Development tab in the Common Development Issues section. Or you can go to the class directly at yourvillageonline.com slash class slash helping kids with anger. Now, helping kids with anger, there's a dash between each of the words. So yourvillageonline.com slash class slash helping kids with anger. Where you can check out the sample videos and the full class outline. Now, in addition to that, I am putting up on our Instagram a story about how we put together these classes for our Small Business Saturday, I thought some of you might be curious or interested about how we get the classes put together from start to finish. So I'll be putting that up in our Instagram story on our account at IronMom2020. So that's I-R-O-N Mom2020, IronMom2020. If you have a parenting question you'd like answered, send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.